0: Welcome to this edition of Eating Fresh on Bainbridge with our guest, Joe Pulicicchio, Director of Promotions and Produce and Floral for Town and Country Markets. This is brought to you by BARN, Bainbridge Artisan Resource Network. I'm your host, Bob Ross. Well, Joe, spring is, and I put in air quotes, sort of arriving here on the Kitsap Peninsula. So what does that mean for us in terms of fresh produce, and what's showing up on the aisles.
1: Well, let's start with uh, the, uh, it's time to kind of start thinking about gardening. Yeah. If you're willing to get out there and brave <laughs> the elements. I mean, I'm I'm ready. It's quite <laughs> honestly, it's still a little bit cold. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's not, absolutely, it's not too wet. Um, but it is time to start working the soil. Sure. Let it get some air. Let it, uh, <laughs> you know, get those weeds out. And the store has brought in some of the hearty uh, starts, yeah. you know, for, vegetable and and herb starts that are in the store right now and uh it's not a bad time to get at least get it going and before you know it, one of these weekends is going <laughs> to pop up and you want to be ready to go when Absolutely. all of a sudden it's a nice sunny day and you want to get out in the yard and do something so
0: well when you when you walk in the front door there at tnc you see all the those green plants sort of yelling at you. They look healthy and vibrant and they want you to get them and get them in the ground. Or at least I bought a few the other day and they're sitting on my front porch waiting for that next sunny day. So I can <laughs> get out and yeah. put them either in a, in a, a, a large uh, herb pot uh, next to the kitchen door
1: or out in the garden. So yeah, they're yeah. ready to roll. Absolutely. Um, Uh, really for right now we are at mid mid mid-April and one of the great things right now is that you don't think about it but we are actually right now the eastern Washington cherries are in bloom so when you think about that that the next four to six days it's a window of time that they go into bloom and the weather's got to be good enough to let the bees do their job and good pollinization and this will set the crop for the year out of uh, Washington cherries and so from today, you know, you're talking, you know, probably the first cherries arriving somewhere. See, if I count up the number of days, I'm going to I'm going to put my best stamp on it, or somewhere around the end of the second week in June, if it's a normal year. Wow, you know, wow.
0: what kind of cherries are we talking about here?
1: Uh, both red and Rainier, oh, so, okay. dark sweets. But there's a lot of different varieties that play out throughout the year. Yeah, generally you'll start with a you know a, Chal- a Chelan variety or or um, you know, there's so many different varieties now. The bing thing is just a very small portion of the crop now. It so used to be the hot one. It used to be the hot one. There are yeah. there are better varieties out there. And, you know, we move through uh, several different varieties throughout the season. Uh, one of the best we get is at right there, right around the 4th of July, we get uh, what we're, we named Gunkel's Private Reserve. It's <laughs> I don't know what the exact variety is, but he agreed to call it Gunkel's Private Reserve. And that's from Dan Gunkel.
0: Okay, he's over, one of your
1: key growers. Yes, he grows a lot of peaches, nectarines, and cherries for us. And he's over by uh, Maryhill uh, okay. on the Columbia River ah. uh, near Goldendale. But, um, yeah, so, and, and then another variety that comes later in the year, not from Dan Gunkel, but comes later in July, is, is a Skeena variety, and we're really high on that variety too. So we, we move with the varieties just like we move north. As the spring moves <laughs> north, we move with the varieties on cherries when they start. We will start in California probably the end of May and then move to Washington as soon as they're ready and then move through the various different varieties and uh, regions and getting cherries all the way into August, I hope. Well into August Yeah, um, would be great. The other item, remember I talked last time, we talked about the California making the move to the California asparagus from Peacock. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Smith of Turlock Farms we finally did get it it is in the stores right now it it does uh, he he provided uh not only the green asparagus which is absolutely beautiful uh he also does a purple asparagus so we have that as well ah oh, okay which uh i don't know there's a lot of difference in flavor it's just cool yeah. it's just yeah. something cool <laughs> and we also have california grown organic asparagus from durst farms out of Esparto, california mm-hmm. so we have made the move on north Um, on asparagus nice thing about asparagus is that it's so easy
0: to prepare Mm -hmm. and it's got that very unique wonderful flavor and it's it's
1: got spring written all over it spring written all over it and if you haven't tried it yet uh if you break out your grill you can do it in a pan too but uh you can uh grill it you know just lightly grill it on your grill and then uh take it and Put it in little garlic expressions on it, <laughs> okay. garlic expressions dressing, yeah. really good dressing. It's in a green bottle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I like even putting a li- really light sprinkle of Parmesan cheese on it. Not, Not a lot, lot yeah. just a little bit on it. Just gives it a little mm-hmm. unique flavor. And, this, and the asparagus flavor comes through. But oh, It's yeah. got
0: that Italian connection.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got that little twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. And the next item that that is a move north is uh, sweet corn. We will be soon getting the Coachella Valley sweet corn, um, a little startup. I think it's due to arrive next week, which is a good move. And we run for a brief, you know, three, four, sometimes five weeks out of there. And then again, that will move north as we get towards June to the Brentwood area.
0: Okay. So the thing about corn, sweet corn, is that seeing it more and more on what I call Wider and wider shoulder seasons. It seems like I, I mean, where I grew up in Iowa, sweet corn is something you eat at the end of July and
1: August, and that's about it. Well, when you get a little further north, you're you're right. You know, yeah. you get corn from Washington. We'll have Storino corn. Probably won't start till maybe the tenth to the fifteenth of August. That'll oh. be our Washington corn grower. Yeah, uh, and that's a typical year. I mean, last year he didn't even start labor day because last year's spring was such a terrible spring
0: yeah
1: uh, this year we're crossing our fingers we'll have a better one um, <laughs> okay but yeah but the varieties of corn these days you know they don't turn to starch as quick which allows for shipping a little further away so okay you know all these varieties that are grown they'll actually stay sweet for some of them up to two weeks sure whereas some of the old old varieties you know God, some of them I can't even remember the name of them. Basically, if you tripped on the way from when you picked it and <laughs> fell, it was starch by the time you got it into the pot. So, okay. yeah, much it's a much more tender, sweeter, holds their sugar longer, uh, and that's how the corn that we're we're out to pursue. And and my favorite is the bicolor corn. Yeah, you know they've got both the yellow and the you know. And I think at one time that was a complete accident. <laughs> they just planted yellow corn too close to white corn, and they got the couple rows that they got the mixed color in there. And then somebody decided, well, this would be really great if we took this and started to try to cultivate it into being its own variety. Yeah, that's that's a good move north. Yeah. Okay. Right on the move north. Uh, and we take took a giant leap this last week and moved from the all the color bell peppers, red, yellow, and uh, orange on the sweet bell peppers we took a move from the mexico greenhouse areas all the way to canada and that's a large leap and you wonder well well, why did you skip over california well california doesn't have an immense amount of greenhouse farming growing and canada is actually ready because of their advanced greenhouse growing they're actually ready when california wouldn't even be ready yet anyway in fact i don't even know if eastern washington probably has pepper plants planted. Oh, wow. But I don't know there will be any, there won't be any Washington bell peppers available until August. So oh this allows us to move really close to home because it's right up in British Columbia. And we we'll, we are getting English cucumbers and we are getting the red, yellow, and orange bell peppers from there. And we are starting to get our tomatoes uh, from there. And uh, Wow. Yeah. Tomatoes are ready. Oh, yeah yeah oh yeah we'll start and then uh, actually we're in the canadian hothouse tomatoes pretty pretty exclusively for the month of may uh, we won't see locally grown tomatoes until about july which we're having Jake torino has greenhouses uh-huh. and he is going to grow us what we're going to call jake's big beef tomato that's what we're going to call it it's really good last year did really well we asked him to grow enough for us to do something with so he is working on putting enough in so that we can we can get in a sufficient amount and we're expecting around the second or third week of july for what is called a big beef steak tomato <laughs> yeah yeah and well
0: you, I, I mean the beef steak tomato was uh yeah.
1: was a big one for a while i know And you know th- this is the big beef tomato but yeah uh, in, and it's kind of It's an heirloom variety. It's not the same animal that the beefsteak was that we've grown in eastern Washington. Uh It's an heirloom variety, but it has brilliant red color, has great flavor, and and good sizing, and and it grows pretty well for him. So uh, we're going to, I think, well, we're thinking about calling it Jake's Big Beef. (laughs) (laughs) We'll look for that sign. Yeah, that'll be coming. Um, So that was a big move north from out of Mexico in the winter. You know, we got to rely on Mexico for the winter. Yeah. You know, we will start to see that, you know, we talked about the Chilean grapes last week or last month, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that will continue here for another few weeks, but then we will make a move north, which is a huge move north from out of South America all the way into Mexico for seedless grapes briefly. And we'll make a brief stop in Mexico just because, The early varieties out of Mexico are bigger and better than the early varieties that they grow in California. So Mm. we have a brief stop there while we allow those first couple of, I don't know, domestic varieties that aren't all that great. They were grown just because they were the only thing you could get. Uh, And give a little, give a few more weeks before we actually move all the way into California.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. That'll be another move north. Um, Did we talk about cherries yet?
0: Uh, we did a little bit at the, at the Eastern uh, Washington.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're at right now. The months of late April and into May are transitions, and that's where we're following the spring.
0: I I wanted to touch. You you brought up the bell peppers, and I want to talk just just briefly about the difference in the flavor uh, or texture. You know, we see the 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 broad range of colors, and I grew up with. Uh, green bell peppers, and uh, and uh, usually they were presented in in the house where I grew up as stuffed with something. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I can't remember exactly. Sometimes I think uh, even maybe uh, beef of some kind or ground beef, you know, like hamburger mixed up with some other things. And uh, so, what's your take on the peppers? Oh.
1: The green pepper, you're right. Traditional was a green pepper. I'm, I know my mother used to do a like a Spanish rice stuffed green pepper. It was always really good. Uh, also, uh, my wife currently does a... Uh, she like makes a, a turkey meatloaf mix. Oh, cool! And puts that in there. Ground turkey. Ground turkey, wow. and makes it into a seasoned like meatloaf, and puts that into it. And she'll use even the red peppers for that too. It's a, it's a sweeter. So yeah, green peppers are more. The green bell pepper is more your varieties you'd put into a chili or a or a fajita or something to give it like a little more hearty flavor. But they're not. They're not a sweet pepper. A green pepper is not sweet. It's not sour, but it's just not sweet. It's yeah. Cut, I don't know, I call it, it tastes green, so it <laughs> yeah, tastes green. Okay. But the red pepper, yellow pepper, and the orange pepper, they're all sweet varieties, and when they get their full color, they're sweet, uh, very mild uh, flavor in themselves, but it does have a pepper aftertaste to them. Yeah. And it just depends on what you want to, for your outcome. I mean, they're great, diced in eggs, you, people are even adding them to chilies and things like that, which sure. is traditionally just green, but it's more about color and creativity and experimentation so yeah
0: what's the most popular
1: red pepper hands down (laughs) red peppers is uh sells more than all other three than green pepper yellow pepper and orange peppers combined oh wow red peppers and that used to not be the case Hmm. when i first started in this business 40 years ago (laughs) which a long time ago (laughs) green peppers first off yellow and orange didn't really exist Mm -hmm. uh, except for out of holland you could get them for a brief window out of holland Oh really? But the red peppers were an outdoor-grown pepper, and you only got those during the outdoor-growing seasons. But now the, a lot of these color peppers have transitioned into greenhouse growing uh, because they can get an extended season, and they don't have to wait for the weather to allow them to produce the pepper. I mean, a lot of times you'll see a green pepper. Sometimes you can, if you really know what you're looking for, you can tell a green pepper that should have would would have been a yellow pepper if they'd have left it longer. <laughs> Okay. Sometimes yeah. they'll pick them when they're I green. I see. Oh, yeah. okay. They'll pick them when they're green because there are no green peppers available, mm. and there's a distinct difference in their shape. But in general, uh, you need you need heat, you need extended sun, and you need to be able to control the the the, the amount of coldness at night, and, and for the plant to actually begin to produce. So we will get, and this is an example: if it was an outdoor pepper, you might get four to six weeks of peppers in a region that's Uh, about it whereas canada is already growing and producing these hothouse peppers and here it is april and we've been getting them for about a week now yeah they will we will still get them until we make the switch over to washington grown outdoor peppers that will start in early september Mm. canada will actually be growing hothouse peppers until we get all the way into october Oh, and that wow. just gives you an idea of the of a relatively small footprint for the greenhouses as compared to mass acreage of outdoor growing yeah. and the amount of product that can be produced by managing and controlling the environment. Mm.
0: That's, that's quite an insight
1: there. And mm. the biggest thing there is in this hothouse growing, they really conserve water. Mm. I mean, they use, as a general rule, every crop's a little bit different. But a greenhouse will use uh, one, what is it, one-twentieth? So 95% less water will get used in a greenhouse as if it was the same farming for that time outside. Hmm. Where basically you water, and the water either evaporates or dissipates. They capture it and recycle it.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. I wanted to uh, just make a comment, too. Uh, The last... Week or so, a couple of weeks, I've been uh, getting some uh, nice organic strawberries and blueberries. Mm-hmm. and my my whole thing is to slice up the the strawberries, mix the blueberries in, a little touch of sugar, not much, just a little sprinkle on top, let it sit for an hour or two, mix it together and about uh, beautiful just yes. just like that. It's really nice
1: yeah the the organic strawberries we've been having and we were staying where we're getting them from in mexico and, and we're doing it uh this year because we have to um and they've been exceptionally good uh and the blueberries as well exceptionally good yeah california as far as berries is going to struggle this spring you know they got 25 inches of rain uh in late march and and uh early april that's amazing in these growing areas and literally some areas just washed away and this is this is like this is not unheard of but it is more rain in that period of time than they've had in decades
0: yeah
1: uh it's been good for california as a long term not not just the rain the fact that a lot of that rain fell as snow which is helping the snowpack, is going to help the reservoirs it's going to help the aquifer all of that and they likely need several years of this to get back, because they've been facing several years, if not a decade, of drought in California, which has really been a challenge for them. Um, but we, the areas we would normally move to for California strawberries right now is really there are no strawberries there right now. Oh, wow. So they're trying to recover from all that rain.
0: Yeah. See, yeah. Okay. So those that you do have
1: are basically uh not out of california no they're out of mexico but they're good but they're absolutely fantastic they're and the ones we're getting are are from uh the same label and same grower that they grow around the world this company grows all over the world i mean they grow in spain they grow in you know to supply Ah. various different regions around the world they have exclusive varieties and and they do a good job Mm. and um yeah and I I we will be moving into California blueberries I think pretty soon and that's because the blueberry is, is it can actually handle a little bit of weather the blueberry mm-hmm. can handle you know that stuff it's yeah. a, it's not a uh it's not a row crop it's actually a, a bush that's been yeah. there for a while so it can get through some of this whereas yeah. the strawberry you know those are planted and they get a couple years out of them they're replaced and they're low to the ground and when a field floods it it floods. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the end of it. Well, before you know it, we'll have our own uh, local uh, raspberry.
0: Or excuse me, <laughs> we will have raspberries, but uh, strawberries and blueberries. So
1: yes, yeah. and Which right raspberry? now, what I'd say right now, the the raspberry and the blueberry are exceptionally good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and we will begin to move north there too. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to see us move into California at some point. Here, we are going to move into Washington. Sometime in June, we will see our local strawberry start right at the end of May, very early June. And we will support local strawberries all through the summer as long as we can get them. Uh, Sterino berries, uh, this year our best guess is we will start to see the first raspberries out of Washington arrive right at the very end of June, maybe in time for the 4th of July. But those variety berries out of Sterino Farms, they really come in July and August. Okay. Well, to
0: wrap it up, let me ask you about avocados. Always got to touch on avocados. How are they looking?
1: Avocados are awesome. We just got our first gem avocados, another item that was late this year, but just seems to be the trend. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we got a really nice big one this year. They're they're peaking on 32 size, which if you're ever curious about sizing of avocados, the boxes of avocados are the same size. The number of pieces of fruit, that go in it, determine the size of the fruit. They basically mm-hmm. all weigh about 23 pounds, and it's the same footprint box. So a 32-count uh, avocado is bigger than a 48-count because the same box can't Same know, box. Yeah, same, same box. size. So the smaller the number, the bigger the fruit when it comes to sizing Gotcha. in avocados.
0: That's quite a change visually. I mean, from how many did you say in the...
1: 30, av- yeah. 32 is the size we're getting in gems. You know, we also offer a small Haas avocado. That's a 60 count. Wow. Uh, and, you know, and then we also have an organic that I think we're currently, we're in a 48 count, yeah. you know, so we generally try to stick with the same sizes. It's just the gem is going to size up. We generally use a 36 size for our large avocados. Sure. But the gem is going to size up and the gem is just a variety that, A few years ago, you probably didn't even know you were getting gems. They just packed them in the Haas avocado boxes because there really wasn't enough of them being grown to actually call them out. But over the past few years, several years, they've been adding more and adding more, and now they're trying to market that as a unique avocado. It's very similar to the Haas. generally has a smaller pit, so I think the overall yield of avocado meat Uh in it is, is better. Oh, okay. But the Haas avocado is the creamiest avocado that you get out of Mexico and California. Those are where we try to stay as the Haas. And we do try to, we are working with every year to come back to this gem and build it because we think it's unique. Okay. The sad part about this year is we were not able to get any Charwill avocados out of Hawaii, which was a disappointment. Yeah. But it just, due to some issues in Hawaii, uh, they just didn't feel they could market a A crop this year off the island so they they elected to not export any out so hopefully next year they get that fixed
0: so if you wanted one of those you had to uh,
1: travel to the islands yeah yeah it was an expensive avocado (laughs) because it was quite an airfare and (laughs) a stay to get get an avocado well joe can we see you here in may again yeah we'll have a lot more to talk about when we get to the middle of may because then we'll have that visibility on northwest cherries we'll have visibility on when the local strawberry is actually going to start yeah. Uh, hopefully the weather's good and some of the plantings that are going to get in the ground. See, right now, Jake's working in Puyallup. He's working really hard to get his soil ready for when he can start getting things in the ground. In fact, he planted cabbage about 10 days ago so that we could have oh. cabbage from Washington here in about, I think it's about a 90 day crop, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Wow. So he's fast at putting stuff in the ground for this summer.
0: Okay, very good. Joe, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you in May. Yes, May. Thank you very much, (laughs) Bob. Sure. And thank you for joining us for this edition of Eating Fresh on Bainbridge, brought to you by Barn, Bainbridge Artisan Resource Network.